Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how you been? I'm doing great, Mike. Man, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Hey, you know, a lot of times we'll have on a guy that, uh, you know, grew up in Oklahoma, and it's you and the guy <laughs> oh from you and the guy from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You and the guy from Oklahoma against me. Well, guess what? <laughs> today, I, you're, today it's two Irishmen against you, pal. That's all I'm saying. It's our special <laughs> guest, he is almost as Irish as I am, and, and that's, uh, that makes me smile. He is Joe Philbin, former coach for the Packers, Dolphins, and the Colts. He coached in college. He was part of the staff that uh, on the Packers that beat the Steelers. February 6, 2011, in the Super Bowl, a game I'll never forget. Uh, Joe Philbin, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourselves? Man, I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing really well too. Well, Pastor, what's uh, with the hand signals? I just need I was gonna, yeah, thank you. You need to borrow the pen, just I say did. it. It's all right. <laughs> hey Joe, he came Pastor is almost always prepared, came without a headset, came without a pen, he can't find his glasses. I, but but I did Joe, I did come with donuts for everybody this <laughs> yeah, morning. So Yeah, and I don't eat donuts. I try not to eat them anymore, Coach. So Sounds hey, like Sounds like he might have to put him on the bench, Mike. You know, you know what? I've tried to put him on the bench for years. <laughs> and it just seems, Coach, every time I put him on the bench, all of a sudden I got to take him off the bench and he thinks he's a starter again. He, he's a, you know what he is sometimes? He's the backup holder. He's the, he is the backup holder for, you know, extra points only. Not even field goals, Coach. Hey, just, but, hey but let me tell you, a backup holder, that could be pretty important in a big game. Especially where they're kicking those extra points now. Right, right, coach? The station ran out of cap space. We got no space, but he brings donuts, so I got to let him in the door, man. That's what's happening here, okay. coach. He uh, he pays his way in through uh, pastries, which is right. just a really, really important way to get this done. Hey, Joe, you um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about your background and where you grew up and, and, and how you ended up uh, in Green Bay. And, and I've read some articles about your feeling on that community and that team. Um, but let's talk a little bit about early on your background and where you grew up and went to school. Sure. Well, you know, I was uh, grew up in, in Massachusetts in the western part of the state, Springfield, Massachusetts area. You know, I was uh, one of six children. My parents, uh, three or four of my grandparents were immigrants from Ireland. And so, you know, uh, my mom was the first one. She was a teacher. Uh, first one in the family to go to college. And so, you know, kind of, a, you know, great family background in Massachusetts, uh, you know, went to school there. I went to a school, Mike, and in, in back in the East Coast, they have, uh, I wasn't a very good student nor a very good athlete. And so sometimes in the East Coast, they have these, uh, what they call postgraduate years, which are, uh, you know, like instead of a junior college, it's an extra year of high school. And when I was there, I met some, you know, really influential people that uh, helped me a great deal, not only to, you know, mature as a 
athlete and a student, but as a person and then ultimately professionally. So at, at that school, Worcester Academy, I met uh, Mike Sherman, who would go on to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Kirk Ferentz was uh, a teacher at the school who went on to be the head coach at the University of Iowa. And it felt, uh, then a gentleman by the name of Ken O'Keefe, who I worked for uh, at a college called Allegheny College and uh, subsequently at the University of Iowa as well. So I uh, went there. I went to college at Washington Jefferson College, a small school, kind of like a St. Norbert College, if you will, in sure. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, you know, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, was a, I think it was a senior when I was a freshman. Uh, so it's a nice, small Division three school. Uh, and then really, you know, kind of embarked on my coaching career after that. Hey, I'll tell you, I'm reading an article and, and doing some some prep work for the show. Um, uh, uh, Coach Ferentz said uh, of Joe Philbin, serious and smart. Um, and then even though he got a really good education, he let it all go down the drain and got into coaching. And I laughed really hard at that quote. But I have to tell you really quickly, I, I was asked a couple years ago to be the, uh, a guest speaker up at the, the, the uh, high school clinic in, here in uh, Middleton. Um, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Clinic. And it was Kurt Ferens was the first speaker. Then I came second. And then the head coach for um, for Wisconsin came third. So somebody in that group doesn't really fit. And that would be me. And <laughs> right, I'm, stand, right. I'm standing off to the side as Coach Ferens is getting done. And he said, look, guys, in closing, there's all high school football coaches in the in the room. He said, in closing, this is where it really starts. You guys really start the ball rolling, um, and, and you make my job easier as a college coach with how well you guys coach up these kids. But do me one favor. Don't listen to the outside noise. Never listen to those those media people. They have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, thanks a lot. Have a good day. And then I get introduced, and Coach Ferrins is standing right there, and I go, hey, Coach. You know, I appreciate the ringing endorsement. I'm a media guy. And he just turned right. He goes, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean this guy. I said, why are they all leaving, coach? It was very funny. But he, I sat and listened to him. Boy, he was really, really good. And he's a good coach. Yeah, yeah, Kirk. So, you know, the thing, you know, that I appreciated about working for him, a couple things, you know, well, I was around him in 1979 and 1980 as a student and then worked for him from 1999 to 2002 and I would tell you that you know he's really the same uh, character of the man really didn't change in 20 years only got better and the four years we were at Iowa I think my first year we were one in 10 or one in 11 and my last year we were a reverse 11 and one and Kirk was really the same guy throughout it all, you know, so that's something that, you know, I particularly value some, you know, consistency in uh, the type of human being you are. And it's not just wins and losses and you're, you're a great guy when you're winning and you're a tyrant when you're losing, you know, so, uh, you know, that's one of the great things about Kirk. Hey coach, do you think growing up in Springfield, Mass, um, is that why Green Bay was such a great fit for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, um, Springfield, uh, maybe a little bit bigger community than right. Green Bay, but, um, you know, good, honest, hardworking people. And, uh, you know, when we were in Iowa City, Iowa, prior to going to Green Bay, and, you know, when I con- contemplated leaving college football, um, quite honestly, with six children of my own at that point in time, I really didn't have the resources to go to a lot of the cities, uh to be a pro coach, you know, uh, but from a, and, and I didn't go to green Bay for any extra money, uh, whatsoever. I probably could have made maybe even more money staying at Iowa that first year anyway. And so my point was, you know, I knew it was a great community. I knew Mike Sherman was the kind of person that I wanted to be associated with. And obviously the Packer franchise is, you know, one of the gold standards in the NFL. So, um, you know, it made, it wasn't, didn't make the decision easy, but it certainly made it easier. You know, in in uh, again, Pastor, in, in a number of these articles that I've I've read and and uh, doing research on on Coach Philbin, um, I highlighted a couple of uh, a couple of quotes from from different people, and one was from Randall Cobb, and he said it's uh, it's one of those things where you don't feel like you're working for him when he's talking about Coach Philbin. He said you feel like you're working with him, and I for for a a 
you know, an all-pro receiver like Randall Cobb, who, who did great things here with the Packers, for him to say, look, it, it never felt like I was working for him, but I was working with him, I think is a great statement. I think so, and uh, that is a, a great reputation, Coach, when, when players um, – you know, are not playing in fear of someone. They're they're playing because they love them, and uh, that's what it sounds like uh, has kind of been your journey. I got one. How how many years were you there at Iowa? Uh, four years. We four. went in, um, I think, December of '98. So the '99 season, 2000, 2001, 2002, and then we came to Green Bay in February of 2003. And kind of the neat thing for me the, and Diane, my wife, we. Our last child, our, uh, we had five sons in a row, and our daughter, Colleen, was born in Iowa City at the University you know, of Iowa Hospital. And, you know, last month we dropped her off there as a freshman. So uh, oh, it's kind of wow. cool. Kind of a, and she's actually working in the football office for Coach Ferentz and some of the coaches that were there when I was there. So that's kind of a neat thing for us as parents. Hey, uh, real quick, how, how was that drive for you guys to drop her off? Was that a tough ride back for you guys? Well, you know, uh, it was the first college drop-off I ever made, you know, because, uh, you know, I've been coaching 35 straight years, so the other five children, I wasn't really uh, there for the uh, drop-off at college. Um, Yes and no, it it was, but she was, uh, you know, she's an independent young lady, and um, she knew this is what she really wanted to do. I think it was the only school she really applied to. She had looked at some other schools, but... Um, you know, I think she had a comfort level of being there, which I think made it a little bit easier for uh, Diane and I to, to kind of say our goodbyes. But, but yeah, the, you know, it was emotional on the, the goodbyes. But, um, you know, so far, so good. The early reports back. Oh, I, I remember those days, uh, Coach, and I uh, I usually made sure I had sunglasses on when I drove off because <laughs> it was not easy. We had some folks within our church who – we're dropping off their first to college, and and he asked me, he said, "Does it get any easier with any of the other kids?" I go, "No, you you still need sunglasses all the way through it." Right. right. <laughs> hey, you yeah. know, I we have two children, my wife and I, and four grandkids, uh, Joe and and uh, our oldest, Katie. Um, she went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, about forty five minutes from from our house, and she said on the way up there, she said, "Hey, look." I'm starting a new chapter in my life, so please don't call or write me for 30 days. And I said, okay, no worries. My wife is crying, and and I'm like, yeah, I'm all right with that. And 30 days later, we go and take her to lunch, and she was not being nice. We're in like a Culver's, just a hamburger place, in the middle of a Sunday, and it's really crowded. And I I hit the table kind of loud, and I said, who are you talking to like that? I said, get your food, put it in the bag. I'm going to drop you back off on campus, and don't call or write me for 30 days. Uh, and about good, yeah. 10 minutes later, she called. She was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what. And I just thought, man, you know what? She needed She needed a little time away, and she thinks she's all grown up, but she's not. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, our special guest is Joel Philbin, former coach of the Packers, Dolphins, Colts, some college, as we talked about with Iowa, some college gigs as well. Um, For me, uh, I'm going to thank him throughout the show for that win against the Steelers. February 6, 2011, it was a good, good day, and I'm sure it was for Coach Philbin as well. We're going to get to a break. Other side, we're going to talk to him a little bit about his walk and his journey, um, and and we'll continue to talk a little bit about some of the football sides, and there's there's been some personal heartache uh, for Coach Philbin along the way that that we're going to have to discuss on a show like Faith in the Zone. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Joe Philbin. He's a former coach for the Green Bay Packers, Dolphins, Colts, some college teams as well. Hey, hey Joe, before we get into to, uh, to kind of your walk and testimony, what are you doing nowadays? 
Well, I'm, uh, you know, kind of, I'm consulting with the uh, officiating department in the National Football League. I'm uh, going to New York City uh, basically on a weekly basis, not the whole week. Uh, I go in that command room uh, where all the instant replay uh, plays are evaluated. And it's, it's kind of an interesting perspective. It's certainly a different perspective than coaching. Uh, it keeps me involved in the game, you know, of football. I get to look at the various new trends offensively, defensively, and, uh, you know, and just working with uh, some of the guys in the department in, in regard to educating them, um, you know, nuances of the game itself from a, from a coaching perspective. So it's a, it's a nice way to, you know, stay involved in the game. It's given me a little bit of free time. I went to my first wedding last weekend in the, the fall uh, in history, uh, which was fun. It was a family wedding and all my children, we're able to get there too, so uh, yeah, it's been different, but uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been good. They have a hard job, don't they, Joe? The officials. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, you know, things happen fast. You know, uh, the the obviously the NFL athletes are outstanding. They're they're quick. The speed of the game is uh, is really as as good as it's ever been, and so you know, they have to make uh, decisions quickly and. Uh, and hopefully accurately. And so, yeah, it's not an easy job uh, for sure. And, you know, I think sometimes the thing that gets lost is, uh, you know, players, there's very rare that a player plays the perfect game. It's very rare that a coach coaches the perfect game. And same thing, I think, with officiating, you know. So, but, you know, and so the key is, you know, let's see if we can make as few mistakes as possible, right? And I'm sure uh, folks would be encouraged to know that, you know, there's a – you know, a former coach who's trying to help them, you know, um, learn and to uh, that they're willing to be educated uh, in, in in that area because it's always so critical. I mean, and they've really seem to have been more upfront since you know last year's playoffs. That uh, yeah, that Rams uh, that yeah, Rams Saints game has has put just a spotlight on on these guys, maybe more than 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 there has been in the past. I think, correct, Joe? Probably, yeah, I think that's accurate. And you guys know with the, all the technology today, um, I, you know, it's you know it's made the job uh, it gets scrutinized huh. so so much. And uh, you know, the you got to remember that uh, the slow motion that we all see on television on Sunday, frame by frame, you know, happens a lot faster for those guys on the field. And so I think you know the good news is that uh, you know they're looking to improve, right? And I think all of us. You know, wherever we are on our in our professional lives, our personal lives, you know, the if you're striving to improve and become better at whatever you do, you know, I think that's that's a real positive trait to have. And so I think that's it, it's uh, something that the league is is looking at and, and doing their best to to address. Uh, you're right about scrutinizing. I mean, we live in a culture today. I mean, even as a pastor, when I'm up there preaching, you know, I'm being scrutinized. I mean, I could say something and people are googling it. You know, to find yeah, out. I'm I'm the leader of that club, <laughs> by the way. I'm the leader of that scrutinized Pastor Ken Club. He, he I got my his little. Wa- he, he scrutinizes his watch, Joe, to see exactly where I am. Time-wise. Joe, he's a Baptist minister. He goes long sometimes. Kickoffs coming up, man. Let's move on. Let's go. Yeah. Right, right. It sounds see, like it's kind of payback time for you, Mike, after all those times he attacked you after the game. Exactly. <laughs> I think, Coach, you're on to something. I'm gonna oh, get boy. that's it. I'm gonna be out there picketing with you know, <laughs> hey Joe, I'm the uh I'm the valet driver at Brookside Baptist Church. So I've got four or five girlfriends of seventy five and above. That you, you know what these are my girls and I get there and I park their cars for them and I and I help them in and and they bring him tickets to Packers games. Well, no, and, I bought I, I oh, bought those. Oh, That's okay. all right, but okay. they're really good seats. My grandboys got to my grandsons got to go to a Packer game. It was a it was a preseason game, but man, for those guys to go at to Lambo with my daughter and, and son in law, um, they just they're still talking about it. It was awesome, but so I don't get in right in the beginning of service. <laughs> and so then it's like you know I walk in and try to slide in because I don't want Pastor to know that I'm coming in a little late. But then when it goes long, I'm like, come on, I'm pointing at my watch. Let's wrap this thing up, sir. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, Joe, can we talk a little bit about your background and 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 your walk and and talk a little bit about how your faith has affected your life professionally and personally? Sure, sure. 
You know, um, again, I, I think I alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, my mother especially, uh, who, who just recently passed away in March, um, you know, she, uh, her, both her parents were immigrants uh, from Ireland, and uh, her dad actually passed away three months before she was born. Anyway, um, there was a, faith was a huge part of her life and our life growing up. She came from a family that was religious. She had uh, two of her aunts were um, nuns. Uh, three of her first cousins were priests. So uh, we kidded around, that, you know, some of our Sundays back in those days, uh, we lived about an hour from where she grew up. So, uh, you know, and where from my father was from. So anyway, on Sundays, in those days, it wasn't sitting around watching NFL football. It was visiting family. And oftentimes, at times, we would, uh, you know, go to the convent and would visit her, her aunts or we'd, uh, you know, spend time with family. And, you know, at 10, 15 a.m., uh, you know, I delivered the eulogy at my mom's funeral mass at, at, at the church, St. Mary's, that, you know, she went to for 54 years in a row. And we sat at the same place, you know, and eight of us piled into the station wagon. And we just, you know, we had some great memories. I mean, that's how we, we grew up. Uh, I remember getting in the car to uh, drive to visit our family. And, you know, uh, my mom would say a prayer, you know, Our Lady of the Highway guide us. I thought she was kidding. I didn't really know there was an Our Lady of the Highways, you know. Uh, and so, you know, prayer at the dinner table. Uh, mass was very important. Uh, Mom, we went to a lot of, oftentimes Monday nights to the Novena Mass uh, at 730. So uh, I think, you know, it was something um, in her heritage and her background and, and my father's as well uh, that, uh, you know, just was kind of part of who we were uh, as a family. So I think that was number one. And then number two, just the example that, my mother and father set as uh, human beings as caring, compassionate, generous, um, honest, decent people, not perfect people, not, you know, people that, uh, and they didn't, you know, they, they were more about, you know, utilizing the gifts and talents that we had been given uh, to serve others and to help others, not just, they, they, they could care less if I coached in the national football league or if I taught, third grade at Blueberry Hill School. They never cared about what my paycheck, you know, all they cared about was, you know, are you good, you know, are you good to your family? Are you good to others? Uh, do you help other people? Um, and things along. So I just, I was very, very lucky that uh, I grew up in a house where, again, uh, my siblings were always supportive, uh, but I had an incredible example of what um, good Christian people were in uh, my mother and father. And again, they weren't perfect, uh, nor am I, but uh, that was something that, you know, I'm always uh, eternally grateful for that I grew up we, in that house. We are talking with Joel Philbin, again, former coach for the Green Bay Packers, the Miami Dolphins, and the Colts, along with some college uh, football as well. Pastor? Uh, coach, you, uh, uh, you know, so many kids don't have that that family heritage that you were just sharing about, and uh, mm -hmm. you know they have all these struggles in life. W one thing I picked up on that that I can definitely resonate with is when you were talking about you know they're great examples, and yet none of us are perfect. And uh, and I, uh, you know, I grew up in a pastor's home, I, and they they usually say pastors' kids either end up in prison. Or you know they, they might end up in the ministry, and uh, I um, and I fought that I fought that for a long time ministry. I you know I didn't necessarily want to work with teenagers, and that's really what I felt God was calling me to do. So I did that for about twenty years. After I finally said, "Father, forgive me for uh, my own stubbornness," but that whole aspect of perfection, and none of us you know in life can gain that, and that was the whole reason Jesus came. Because he did meet that standard of perfection that God requires, and then he put himself on that cross, and he, he paid for all of our sins. And uh, I am so grateful for that message, you know, that the Scripture, you know, clearly brings out. And uh, so when you were talking about, hey, because my, my, my dad was military, uh, neighbors befriended him. Uh, he and my mom in South Carolina when he was in uh, Donaldson Air Force Base, and they shared with him how, you know, he could 
live one day with God. And, you know, he was like, well, I'm not perfect. And they said, that's exactly who Jesus came to die for. He came to die for all of us that are sinners, and that's all of us. And so when you shared that, I thought, man, that resonates, you know, with me, really probably with all of our listeners, because there's not one person out there that can say they're perfect. And um, right. and yet for your, but for your mom and dad to really go back and, and uh, point uh, to the Lord and what God has been doing in their life and to have that type of character and testimony really to the community is very important. Hey guys, we, yeah. we have got to get to a break. The, the part of his, uh, his testimony that he talked about that jumped off for me was when he utilized the term servant leadership. And, th- and that's going to be our jumping off point in, in segment three, because I think that that says a lot. And, and that's so important in, in our community nowadays, especially for coaches, to understand that role of being a good servant leader. And we'll talk to Joe Philbin on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church, and our special guest, Joe Philbin, former coach for the Packers, Dolphins, Colts. He is uh, He's a football guy. Been, uh, been in football for a very long time. The last segment when, when he was talking about, you know, growing up and, and his parents and this family that, that he grew up in, and he talked about they taught us uh, servant leadership, and I think it's important to, to talk to him about that. Coach, I think that, that you can be taught servant leadership from, from good families, and, you know, the parents believe in, 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 in that. And there are some guys that, that, that really kind of take to that and understand the role of, of being a good servant leader and the, the platform that the Lord has given you as a servant leader to be able to affect people's lives. And it seems to me like that's something that just came naturally for you. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, when I, when I think back to my childhood, as I mentioned, you know, my, my mom was, was a teacher. That was her chosen profession. My dad uh, coached uh, Little League Baseball for years and years, even years after my brother and I were, were done. And, um, you know, and then I, I mentioned my the year at Worcester Academy with Kirk Ferentz, Mike Sherman, Ken O'Keefe, where, you know, I kind of uh, was always throughout my youth and, and uh, early on in college, uh, I was exposed to these people that were very unselfish people that chose their profession for a reason. And really the reason for me in coaching and, and that form of teaching was to you know, make a positive impact on the lives of the people that I dealt with on a daily basis, be it players or staff members that I was colleagues with, um, et cetera. So um, that was just, again, you know, as you mentioned, Mike, it, it just seemed like that was the right way to do things. And I had so many good um, examples set for me by my mom and dad, by my teachers and coaches that I was fortunate enough to play under uh, when I was younger. And they really kind of, help gel that that philosophy so to speak so you uh joe you saw that really modeled there in your life and even at the high school i i I'm, when you were telling about the high school there um in massachusetts mm-hmm. um how, how large was the school oh it was it was very very small it was yeah. uh i think it was 350 students it was uh you know, we, we had a great, there's a group of us that we had a really close-knit group of guys. So imagine that we were only together for one year. You know, it was called a post-graduate year. And so uh, when we all turned 50 seven or eight years ago, I think 13 of us got together. I mean, we've maintained this great bond. And uh, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a unique school. You know, athletics were important. We, it was the first time all of us had left home and we lived, uh, you know, in the dorms together. We had study hall together. Um, and it was just a unique, you know, kind of a unique experience. And, again, because of, you know, 
the coaches that we had, the teachers that we had there, um, it made it even all that much more special. And uh, Rick, Rick Carlisle, who's the head coach of the Mavericks, he yeah. was at the school a year before us. Wow. I wasn't with him at the same time, but um, you know, there was just, there's been a lot of uh, throughout, you know, history, a lot of, a lot of guys involved in athletics and teaching and coaching at various levels. That's incredible. And we were talking to Joe Philbin, again, former uh, coach of the Green Bay Packers, uh, Dolphins and Colts, and some uh, some college teams. Hey, Joe, I, I, I don't mean to take this uh, this interview to a, to a tough spot, but we, I'd like to talk a little bit about there's been some some really um, tragedy in, 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 in your life and your son Michael had passed away on January 8th of 2012. And, and since we're talking about our faith on, on Faith in the Zone, that time in, 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 in your life and in certainly your family and your wife's life must have been a very difficult time. And, and I'm wondering how you were able to, to, to maybe, um, you know, utilize your faith to get through that, that very difficult time when, when your son Michael passed. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything you could, you know, I think the, the loss of a child is, you know, uh, you know, there's not really any words you can use to describe that loss. Um, you know, and th- th- before that I had, uh, somebody had, uh, you know, I had gotten this book. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the book, uh, 10 prayers that God always says yes to. And it's, it's not, you know, it's not a Catholic book. It's not a Baptist book. It's not a, you know, a specific religious book, but it's a, you know, it, and I had read the book before, and um, you know, uh, there was there's a prayer in there that says, you know, God bring good out of this bad situation. And uh, I don't know that you can have a a worse situation uh, than that. Uh, but uh, you know, there have been you know some good. You know, we've uh, some of the we've had friends that have we've uh, that have become really great friends of ours that have emerged. Uh, out of that situation, um, you know, it, it, again, it's indescribable. You know, I, those, those days, a uh, couple of days were just uh, hard to, to put into words. Uh, the funeral that we had was, was beautiful, was incredible. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's tough. But, yeah, you, know, um, you know, at some point in time, I, we believe that uh, we're all going to be together again. Mm. Um, I say that uh, – you know, uh, every day, uh, we all, Diane and I also had a child, Diane carried a child for nine months. Uh, we had a daughter, so we, we had five sons in a row. We didn't know, uh, we never knew what the sex was going to be before the birth. And then our last child, we kind of wanted to know. And, and, um, so we, we knew it was a daughter. So we kind of had her name picked out already. And, you know, we, Diane carried the child for nine months. We lost her, uh, in 1999. So we've, you know, we've been through some things, and, you know, there's a prayer I say every day that uh, just in the own, you know, quietly or that, uh, you know, one day I'm going to hold them both again and we'll all be together. And so it's, uh, you know, you know, you wish it, it didn't happen, uh, obviously, but, um, you know, I don't have a great explanation why it happened, but it did. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, keep the faith and keep moving on and keep uh, trying to be uh, better people. and. Um, you know, do the best we can with all the, you know, all the, you know, great things that have happened to us. Um, you know, we just want to, you know, keep, keep moving forward as best we can. But yeah, yeah you know, it was tough, but I, uh, you yeah. know, there's, there's, uh, definitely, you know, things that there's another prayer in that book that, uh, it's, you know, it says, uh, God make me an instrument of your peace. And so when we were in Miami, uh, at one point in time, we were friends with, uh, uh, the Catholic priest of the Dolphins lost a brother to, uh, to suicide. And so, you know, we went to visit his parents, Diane and I, you know, a couple of days later, cause we had lost a child. And, uh, so fast forward, you know, three or four months after this whole thing happened, we got a letter from, uh, the mom and dad. And in the letter, in the first line, it said, you know, thanks for being an instrument of the Lord's peace. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, you just, you know, you, uh, you know, you, you can't always, you know, uh, have things exactly uh, the way you want things. You know, uh, I think 
Lord God knows what you need more than what you want, right? Yeah, um, that's a good point. Know, that's a good you know, point. Uh, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, I interviewed for the head job of the Green Bay Packers uh, nine months ago. Did I want the job? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I guess, do I, do I really need the job? No, I can still survive and, um, you know, and hopefully thrive uh, without the job. So, you know, I think that's just, you know, that's part of life. We all deal with, you know, everybody has them. We're not alone in that respect, but uh, certainly uh, feel for, those of us that have, that have lost children. Yes. Um, my wife, Kathy, and I, uh, we lost two through the whole uh, pregnancy issue. And mm-hmm. uh, somebody came up to me after our first one that was so hard for us. And he said, Ken, you, you have one in the land of the, of the living, and you and Kathy are here in the land of the dying. And I said, that's a good perspective for us to look at with that. You know, mm-hmm. Coach... Uh, uh, we've uh, Coach Dungey was on with us uh, with Faith in the Zone, and and I know, you know, he went through a tragic time with the loss of his son. Were, were you? Did you guys ever? Were you able to con- connect with each other through those times? Uh, just a little bit, not yeah. not a lot though. Uh, quite quite frankly, not, you know, yeah. I, you know, he lost his son. I think what back in '05 or '06 or something, quite a bit earlier than I I did. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, briefly, I, yeah, I think we did. But it is, you know. It, it was a very, um, you know, again, a hectic time. Uh, I think I became the head coach of the Dolphins, you know, a week after the funeral. And so, you know, it was just kind of yeah. a, mm-hmm. you know, um, certainly a challenging time, uh, to say the least. Hey, um, you're going to change subjects a little bit. The, the change of living in Green Bay and then taking the head job in a place like Miami. I mean, I don't know if two cities can be any polar opposite than that. Um the good transition for you guys to be able to go out to to to, to go down south to, to Florida from Green Bay and and be the head coach there. Do you, do you look at those years fondly, Coach? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, you know, I had been a head coach, uh, assistant coach for a long time, right? And, you know, the opportunity to be a head coach was something. Again, I wouldn't have, and I think I said it in my interview. I wouldn't have looked at my twenty eight years as an assistant as a waste of time had I never become a head coach or had I got out of coaching period. But, uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, again, we're, you know, I'm sure it's very similar in other professions, but you get to meet an awful lot of really wonderful people in the, in the national football league. Um, you know, people that aren't, you know, people I'm talking like, you know, security people, equipment, people, medical people, people that nobody knows about, that no, you know, uh, people aren't reporting about on ESPN or making all you know uh, headlines, but they're they're wonderful people, they're caring people, um, they're hardworking people. So you get to meet a lot of great people, then, and that was certainly the case in Miami. Um, and we enjoyed living there. You know, we, we were actually up closer to Fort Lauderdale than we were to Miami, and where we lived and where our facility was. And not not that there's anything wrong with Miami anyway, nope. but. Uh, uh, and quite frankly, what was nice a little bit was, uh, you know, you could drink a cup of coffee outside uh, year round, <laughs> in, uh, not even the beaches or anything like that, but just to sit out in the fresh air uh, uh, at that period of time in our lives was uh, was good. So we met a lot of wonderful people and certainly zero regrets about going down there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, they and then they, when you're sitting outside sometimes in Green Bay, that that's coffee fresh, just it just air. freezes over, man. <laughs> you, get ice, you get iced coffee. <laughs> oh man! Hey, yeah. we're we're up there. I was up there last either January or February for an event that was uh, right across the street. It was at the Lodge Kohler, and and um, one of my clients, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, had kind of their um, their president's club, and I got a chance to speak along with Wayne Larrabee was there, and my brother was there, and and it was about a block. We had a walk from the, the, the hotel to, to get into this facility, and it was the coldest night of the year. And and that one block, I'm telling you, I it was the hardest one-block walk of my entire life. I'm getting too old, and I think my th- blood's getting a little bit thin nowadays. So I, 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 if you get another job in Miami, Coach, you should take me with you. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll finish up. This has been a great conversation that we've had with Joe Philbin, again, former coach for the Packers, Dolphins, and Colts. 
along with uh, some college teams, was the offensive coordinator when the Packers beat the Steelers uh, in uh, on February 6, 2011. We're going to talk to him about that game on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pelham Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside the head pastor of Brookside Baptist Church, Ken Keltner, our special guest. It's been a great guest, Joe Philbin, uh, former coach for your Green Bay Packers, the Dolphins, Colts. Hey, I want to thank the guy who uh, helped me set this up. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. His name's Todd Zangle, and uh, Todd's Todd's a pretty good guy. In fact, he's a really good guy until you get on the basketball floor with him. Man, he thinks he's a good defensive player. He thinks he gets in the gap and kicks it. Man. He doesn't he, pass no, to you. He pass man, to he you. throws I, up I, crazy I can shots. See it. I can and see it. He doesn't I'm pass wide to open. You. Pass me the ball, Zangle. And he just kind of shakes his head. But I want to thank uh, Todd Zangle. He, he, um, he reached out and he said, hey, do you take recommendations for Faith and Zone? I said, of course. It's the most difficult part of doing this show, and we're just about to celebrate your six. Pastor, by the way, congratulations on that. And and I said, we need to have guys. We need uh, recommendations. He said, how about Joel Philbin? And I text back, I said, the Joe Philbin? He goes, I don't know who the Joe Philbin is, but this is a guy that he, he worked for the Packers and the Dolphins. And I go, yeah, that's the Joe Philbin. You sure? I'd love to reach out to him. So Todd Zankel, thank you um, very much. Hey, Coach, when when you look back at that, that Super Bowl, um, winning the Super Bowl against the Steelers, you know, I, I – I've got to believe that that all of the time that you the sweat equity you've put into this game of football that that has got to be one of the best memories that you have for for your career. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a great. You know, hey, look, I you know I've kind of been on the whole spectrum in terms of when you're when you coach for 35 years, you're going to be on some you know, incredibly successful teams, and you're probably going to be on a couple of teams that didn't didn't win a lot of football games, and I, certainly that's. That's been the case with me, but uh, you know I was lucky in Division Three to be on a staff that won a national championship. I coached at Harvard and we won the Ivy League championship. Uh, was at uh, Iowa. We won the big, you know share of the Big Ten championship. So, but uh, certainly you know in the National Football League, uh, you know being a part of a team that you know claims the ultimate prize. You know everybody starts you know July 28th or whatever with high you know, aspirations and goals and, uh, you know, to, to go through the ups and downs of a season and deal with adversity and step back and yet find a way uh, to stay together and then ultimately uh, win uh, a Super Bowl is uh, just, you know, just a great, great experience. So it certainly was uh, definitely one of the highlights of my coaching career. Hey, Coach, one of the questions I love asking um, either coaches or players uh, from from you know Major League Baseball and the NBA and NFL, what, did, did you find it was easier to walk worthy in your faith inside the locker room or outside the locker room? And, and and the question is, you know, sometimes especially when you're talking to Major League Baseball players because they go from single A to double A and double A to triple A and and they're on the road so often that they'll you know be gone for ten days in a row that they would say, look, sometimes it's easier to walk worthy outside of the locker room when I surround myself with fellow believers and people that, you know, I trust. And and I'm wondering in an NFL locker room, is it, it was it easier for you to walk worthy inside that locker room because there's a lot of fellow believers or outside of the locker room? Uh, you know, that's a great question, Mike. I don't know that I, I haven't ever really thought of it. In that respect, you know, I've always, you know, I think the real people that you admire and uh, even in uh, in coaching or players or, you know, in whatever walk of life there is, is people that are kind of authentic and natural in both uh, at home and work. And it's kind of, you know, they don't look at it differently. They kind of, their values stay consistent where, you know, in other words, they're not, 
kind and compassionate to their own, uh, just at their own house with their children and family and then cutthroats in business. You know what I mean? Um, yep. mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I, I've, uh, and I'm kind of a person that, as I mentioned about coach Ferentz earlier in terms of his demeanor, um, when we were one and 11 and 11 and one, I mean, you know, I think you have to, there have to be certain core principles that you live your life by that, you know, transcend where you are. And, uh, you know, so I've, I don't know. I, I, I always, you know, you know, again, I'm uh, 58 years old. I hope to be a better, you know, if I get back into coaching, I hope I'm a better coach next year than I was uh, two years ago. If I, I hope I'm a better parent. I hope I'm a better, uh, believer a better christian um next year so i just think you try to i don't know i've never really separated the two or thought of it in those terms and i think uh for you know i think it's best if we can kind of live our values wherever we are professionally you know in 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 that environment or in a home environment or wherever joe that 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 is a, a great perspective and it reminded me of my dad who uh, went home to be with the Lord about three years ago on Thanksgiving Day, he said, Ken, there is no difference as a believer in the, uh, between the secular and the sacred, for all ground mm-hmm. is holy ground as you walk and you serve and, and you want to live for him. And God gives you a platform no matter where you are. I mean, you might not be a head coach of a national football team or whatever, right. but you still have influence. And and that was one thing, Mike, when we were talking with Coach Dungey that just kept coming out, and it comes out in his book about this whole idea of platform, you know, and his his whole journey of faith began really probably with John Stallworth and the Steelers. But he said, then God gives you this platform, and, and then you have this level of influence, and how you live that li- how you live your life either is going to glorify God or it's not going to glorify God. So I, I, I liked your perspective and how you, how you shared that, Joe, because that's exactly authentic is uh is the word you use and people want to be around authentic christians that's for sure hey hey past hey pastor we we've just got two minutes left but i have to tell you that you and joe have something really in common okay you're gonna be funny guy yeah there's nothing funny about this (laughs) hey joe i'm looking at a picture of you and your family and and uh you all kicked your coverage by a while there with your love your lovely wife uh, Diane and, and you and Pastor have that in common because he all kicked his coverage <laughs> yeah. a long way too. And and uh, what a beautiful family uh, you have, uh, Joey. Are you guys back now? Um, for the most part, here in the Midwest. Yeah, we still. Yeah, we still have our home in Green Bay. And like I said, I'm just kind of commuting uh, back and forth to New York City, and uh, you know, uh, which is great. It's a great city uh, to be in. You know. Uh, like I told you, Mike, the other day, I went to St. Patrick's Cathedral's uh, about four or five minutes from the NFL League office. So it's a wonderful place to just pop in and visit. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, but we still live in Green Bay. We still have a lot of, you know, we, we were fortunate. Uh, you know, we, we have some great friends, lifetime friends, both that, you know, we were affiliated with the Packers and then just, just you know, our neighbors from our old neighborhood and uh, friends that have, parents of our kids uh, that we you know, all went to games with and all those types of things. So we've been very, very lucky, really, everywhere we've been. Uh, we had great friends in Iowa City. And so, uh, you know, uh, we've been blessed that way. And, uh, you know, we're going to see, we'll see what the future holds. We're excited about the future. I'm not exactly sure where that's going to lead us. But, uh, you know, I have faith that, uh, you know, I'll be at the right spot with the right people and, and hopefully – and whatever it is, uh, if, if coaching's over and the, the situations just aren't right, there was a couple opportunities this year I uh, looked at and maybe could have kept coaching, but they just didn't quite feel like the right situation. So we'll see. I mean, uh, um, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time, but, but very uh, optimistic about the future and looking forward to it. Yeah, one thing the Bible says on that is if we don't lean to our own understanding but in all of our ways acknowledge him, that God will direct our steps. And so – we know we know that that'll take place. Hey, we're just about out of time, but do you could you just share with me one quick instance of a high school or college game that you thought, man, that was a great play or that was a game I'll remember. We only have a short time. Can you think of something quick, Jim or Joe? Joe. <laughs> Joe. Um, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, um, you know, unfortunately, I was beyond average as as my own. Uh, 
my own athletic prowess on the football field. Um, what what position did you play? Uh, tight end. Yeah. All right. Tight end. Yeah. But um, so I was more a backup, to be quite honest with you. So I it was no last second touchdown that uh, I could uh, no. that I could tell you about. But uh, you know, it, it's kind of been part of my journey as being the, the thing. And the thing I, that you miss when you're not involved is. And I think probably, uh, Pastor, you, you probably get a lot of satisfaction out of, you know, you're part of a, a church. You're part of something bigger than yourself, right? Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. You know, when you're on a team, it doesn't, you know, and it doesn't really matter who's the, you know, maybe gets the headlines. It's all about contributing to the team and the greater good for, for everybody. And so that, that's what I've always enjoyed about whether I was on the team as a player myself or being a coach is, you know, just, you know, uh, being part contributing, uh, you know, working as hard as I can for the success of the, uh, of the whole and, uh, and having fun doing it and enjoying and enjoying it. Hey, so, uh, Joe, know. Coach, thank you so much. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we are no. really out of time. Uh, Pastor, thank you. Uh, what a great show. Joe Philbin, uh, thank you so much and, and, and continued success and looking forward to uh, catching back up with you on the road. And and uh, really, I appreciate the time for Faith in the Zone. Again, he's Joe Philbin, former coach of the Packers, Dolphins, and Colts. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.